everybody. Welcome to Screened on the Spot. We have a special guest here today. He's very special. He's super special. You've never heard of him. I think I'm. <laughs> his name is in here. We every don't day. say his name on our podcast every time. <laughs> Nathan's here. What? 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 Hi, I'm Nathan. Back. Filling in for Justin. Hi, guys. Thanks for having who's me. Who's not yeah. here. Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow. No. <laughs> he is uh, on the mini staycation. Yeah. Went mad, he did. And we, well, I guess we could have called him I guess we miss him. But, no, it's yeah. okay. We it's fine. We got, yeah. we got yeah. Nathan on. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's just go right into this because we have a ton to talk about. Um, we actually all saw some new movies too, mm-hmm. so we'll do some reviews a little bit later. I'm sure we're gonna get in a deep, long discussion about the lighthouse. What? 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 Certainly, I hope so. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, and I have some views, probably some very different viewpoints mm-hmm. on it, but. Still uh, fun to talk just, about nonetheless. Uh, just make sure you don't spill the beans, uh, okay? Chris. We're not even, what, five? Not even two minutes I, into I was that. I anxious to say, to say that. Chris, who has not seen the movie yet. Didn't go. No. Missed no. it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I spilled the beans. Two minutes into oh, the podcast, he's already saying <laughs> it. Great. Okay. Well, th- that's your quota. You can't say it anymore. You've done it really? three times already. I ruined it already. We're done. Mm-hmm. That's, t- that's two. I have one more in me. <laughs> Um, anyways, okay, well, let's, uh, start off with, uh, some somewhat local because he's a local person and we love him and he's been on this podcast before. David Desmolchin, um, his... oh, I thought you were talking about Nathan. No. Oh, okay. Someone he, a, a little more guess, famous than, he, than... He, he still applies to those things. You're local and, <laughs> right. and we, love, and we you. love you. Friend of the podcast. And you've yeah. been on the podcast yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but David Desmolchin, he's, uh, he, he did a comic book, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm on here and it's uh, now released and you can find it in stores count crowley i count believe is the crowley. title oh, yes appropriately spooky um this might be extra text i don't know if i should mention this or not but i remember you guys talked to him about how he likes uh like weirdo uh horror kind of mm-hmm. clip mm-hmm. soundtracks whatever yes he um i have another job uh, mills record company he came in and bought like a spooky sounds or whatever like I, Halloween I, I didn't say a record. word to him he was very very sweet but i was like this makes sense i've, yeah. I've heard yeah. this yeah I, I think he like buys them for his children too which mm-hmm. is fun like that's i mean I, I just can't imagine like growing up and that like being something that i would be into when right, i was like yeah. a kid but yeah I you should have really been like, like it. your account crowley i love it <laughs> i didn't know that then <laughs> well and he did talk about a little bit um about like creating this and wanting to create it i don't know if he was like i'm sure he was in the process of doing this when mm-hmm. he was on our podcast but how one of the shows that was on our station was kind of a bit of the inspiration oh, cool for that i don't remember the name of it but uh we used to have some, I think it was the children's show. Yeah, it was yeah. some kind of spooky character mm-hmm. who was on this like show That's that neat. we used to produce. So. It may have been M- Mother he, Nature he liked it a lot or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So really cool. Really happy for him. Um, Making some public appearances too. Yes. For, yeah. for this he, he'll be in Kansas tour. City. Do you know the date? Do you remember? It's yeah, November, November 2nd. 2nd. So it's yeah. like next week, not K- this weekend, next weekend. Casey and Lawrence. He's doing two in mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. yeah. But you can find him at, what is the place? I don't Clint's, Clint's Comics here. Clint's Comics. I'm so sorry, Lawrence. I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. But Clint's Comments. Com- comics. Oh, Chops Chop comics. And Chop comics. And Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a chance to talk to him and drag him in here to talk about it, but that would have been cool. But you can go uh, back and listen yeah, to the episode that go, we did with him. You guys can go see him. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll sign something for mm-hmm. you. But 
Yay. Go, David. All right. Uh, next up, Chris, I put this on here just like specifically for you since you're such a huge Hocus Pocus fan. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. boy. That um, is a huge understatement. We've talked about them. Re- Have you seen Hocus Pocus, Nathan? Not since I was a kid. Okay. And this is so what? funny because I don't know if you heard. I knew you were going to freak out. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard us at the Lighthouse screening the other night, but Justin was saying, I'm just vicariously going to tell like I'm Justin and yeah. Nathan at the same time. Okay. But he was saying that his daughter has done nothing but want to watch Hocus Pocus. The witch movie is Mm -hmm. what she keeps calling it. Oh, that's cute. Um, And I'm like, you know, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And the collective turn, I had Justin to my left and and my partner Megan to my right. They both go, what? Much like Chris has just done. I I just haven't seen it. I'm sorry. (laughs) In a long time. I remember watching it when I was a kid and really liking it and just thinking it was a kid's movie. And then Mm -hmm. when I got older, was like baffled that it was a thing and like kind of just... Got people have really like, popular, really, again. really like. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it like was not critically like no. acclaimed at the time. And Kenny Ortega was kind of doing some interesting movies. Uh, he did mm-hmm. Newsies around in the 90s, and I loved he did Newsies. a Footloose remake like later on, and then later on, yeah, he did he all the high school Michael musical Jackson movies, stuff, so yeah. that's cool. Um, but yeah, Kenny Ortega, um. I mean, I mean, what I got to come back with Hocus, or Hocus Pocus is like revived. And uh, it's so crazy to me. But I, I mean, it's like now. obviously like that generation that I was not a Disney Channel kid. Well, this but this was a it. this was um, Touchstone. So it was mm-hmm. in in theaters. And now the proposition is that it'll be on Disney Plus. Yeah. But I guess a couple of years ago, they wanted to do a Disney Channel original. And mm-hmm. Bette Midler, I guess very she was being interviewed about it very famously was like, no, like re- thought it was like the poor man's version mm-hmm. of them doing this for cable television. Yeah. So this might be a little more enticing since Disney Plus will be well, one of the Well, from what I ones. read, all three of them, so Kathy Najimny, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Bette Miller now are on board with it. All they're game. a little bit mm-hmm. more Well, they just had a, a little return. mini reunion uh, last Halloween. Um, was that the anniversary? The anniversary, yeah. and it was, um, they like introduced, it was on the Disney Channel, uh, or Freeform, um, because they were introducing like the whole marathon of hocus pocus because mm-hmm. now that's a huge thing that uh freeform like the whole day on halloween yeah. hocus pocus. they are to uh this is to what a christmas story is to tbs yes. the, yeah okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do actually all day long on halloween i have it on my tv at work do you really but i have it on mute and then i'll watch it at home on halloween i night. just remember this is stupid this is going to derail the podcast like the there's like an animated corpse or something. I remember there yeah. being like a really creepy zombie, and that freaked there me is. out as a kid. Yeah. It was a William gruesome. was that his name? Billy. Billy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a, he's like a person in costume. I don't think it's animatronic. Thank God, I was I mean, nervous I they somehow made. That's, and that's what I'm trying to remember. Like, I mean, I dead, know I liked it as a kid, but what did I see it in theater? I don't remember seeing it in theater. We had the VHS. Like, I remember that. I don't remember having yeah. the VHS. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like on HBO or something like that, where I would have watched it over and over again. But then, yeah, like ten years later, seeing it and like become what it is now was so confusing to me. And was like, oh, well, this movie really. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I, li- I remember that movie, and I liked it. There, I mean, the the, uh, the context of some of the lines too. It's funny because as a kid, you don't really understand what some of it means. No, like, like the virgin with the black the candle. Was? I was like, what? And then now, like, it's kind of like. It's a little racy. Yeah. And then he's like refers to <laughs> her boobs. like her boobs as yabos yeah. or something. He's like, yeah, he loves them. And I'm like, 
whoa, he, like if a kid knew what they were talking about right now. I but. can't say I ever thought somebody would describe Hocus Pocus as racy. It has, some, it has like for a kids movie. For a kids movie, there's some like racy things yeah. in there. I don't know, not maybe not racy. Yeah. But Bette Midler and she was like super going after billy like i don't know i don't really yeah. remember all the lines or whatever because i i don't watch it every year i watch it when it's like on or something nostalgia is a funny thing I, I, I do feel like if you're of a certain age it's become the halloween movie I yeah. Don't know. yeah yeah for sure uh, as far as lighthearted goes so we may be getting a second one uh jen d'angelo she's the writer and co-producer of the show workaholics that used to be on comedy central i don't know if it's still in comedy central but she's hired to write the script um and yeah, it's going to be on the, it's going to be on Disney plus. So I don't know if that means, yeah, the three women are going to come back if there'll be some kind of like appearance and then they're training some new witches. But, um, I mean, Disney plus, I cool. was never really on board. And then I saw, uh, during dancing with the stars, we watched that and they had a commercial for high school musical, the musical, the series. Mm. is what i think it's being referred to as on disney plus so it's like a people doing high school musical production Mm -hmm. and it's an entire series and it's like a real or not a reality Mm. um like a scripted show yeah but they're doing a lot oh there's tons of stuff i I was kind of shocked i thought when it originally came out it was just gonna be like all the old disney movies and that's what you pay for but i mean they're really putting money a lot of content on there i can assure you i know nothing about anything but both kathy and jimmy <laughs> and sarah jessica barker both their hbo shows have recently ended veep yeah. and divorce respectively so they might have some free time yeah that's could, true yeah could be the time to reach out i actually really like divorce i was sad that that was over. heard it was great with, it was a good show with your boy thomas, thomas Hayden Church. Church. Yeah. yeah good he's so fun he's just fun, <laughs> fun dude um yeah so maybe some more hocus pocus i don't know of course i always i also wrote this one down specifically for you what? but your girl cardi b yeah. is gonna be in another movie yeah. Yes, Fast I and saw Furious that. 9. Chris loves Cardi B. Hey, and you do too. You know, you I like haven't her. been able to be on this podcast to back you up. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's been a long time. I think yeah, it's, it's, that's it's why we time. asked you to be on the podcast. I mean, as far as Cardi B fans go, I'd probably rank on the lower end yeah. of it. But I really loved Invasion of Privacy. That was a great <laughs> album. And yeah. I kind of forgot about it. So, yeah, man, I got your back. Thank you. I've been, I, anytime I listen to it, I'm on my walk, I'm screaming into <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> and I'm like, Cardi B is good. Yeah, nobody hears me. Or they I do mean, hear me and they're frightened. She's, she's a little annoying. Uh, <laughs> But I really like oh, her. She, she like clicks and yeah. Just, ah, I, don't I don't. She makes these weird, weird noises. Weird. I don't follow color. her social media. Yeah. but I, uh, I did like that album. I'm gonna send you a meme. There's a really funny meme of like some video with Swisher Sweet Uggs that she does, and some guy had like was on the piano and he like does a song to her like video, and she's like ah ah whatever. I don't know. The, the picture you painted is. I don't know what to expect. I wish I could play it right now so people could hear it. She is a character. Yeah. And she's she's she's, getting into acting. She was just in Hustlers, mm -hmm. um, which I did not see, but I've heard really good things. I do want it's on my list. It's made a lot of money to see. uh, Yeah. For that studio in particular. So now (laughs) explain this to me. (laughs) Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. What was Hobbs and Shaw? Was that it was like a spinoff of yeah. the Fast okay, and Furious? Because right. those are two characters that were in the, the Fast fate and Furious of the movies. Furious. Yeah. Would have, okay, so and now is... and this like so they're making Fast and Furious Nine, which I feel like they're churning these out every other year. Like obviously because they're on Nine, making money. Oh, but yeah. um, Vin Diesel's like in it again. I think probably some of the main cast, but um, 
it, they're in like day 86 of shooting. So it's been like a really lengthy like shooting wow. process. I don't know what's taking so long, but you know, they always have to like raise the bar on mm-hmm. Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. So who, God knows what they're doing mm-hmm. um, for this one. But I yeah, would, Cardi B's going to be in it. I do have it. Up. Oh, no. Chris, is it going to make is this, sense? Is this appropriate? Is this gonna, am I going to even understand what's happening? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I just hear noise. I just hear noise. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Swisher Sweet Hugs, and she decided to post some video about like how not, nobody would ever have these, and then some guy with a piano played a little song to it. I, st- I don't know I if still that's going to translate to the podcast no, I still, I'm sitting here, and I still don't understand what the heck you're doing. We're in the Swisher's, room, and we're... Are you saying Uggs? Like Uggs? Yeah, like Ugg boots. Yeah, yeah, Ugg boots. They had a Swisher Sweet logo on them. Uh, yeah. But the gentleman is playing along <laughs> with her like, right. cadence, I guess. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't, still don't get it. <laughs> Some of the videos that I send you guys don't really like. I thought pe- more people would like the SpongeBob Lighthouse, and then Sarah's like, I've, I've never, never seen. seen I've SpongeBob. never seen SpongeBob. But it was hilarious. Oh. I'll say this though. I'm sure it was just because the lighthouse is like so stylized. Yeah. Megan did post that on my wall months ago. Oh, she and did. I, and I think you might have liked it back then. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just forgets. I did forget. I gave a polite like. Well, I was watching <laughs> I the trip. <laughs> I know. I figured that was a polite like because there was no like nice or the comment. Yeah. yeah, I literally just I, said I've never seen I've SpongeBob. Really, I've really out of myself here now. When I like something and don't comment, people are like it's a polite like, yeah. it's a sympathy like. Yeah, I love you though, man. I do. So You're, when I actually like something, I love it. But if I like something, I just like. Eh. <laughs> Ignore it entirely. Yeah. The like is now just an acknowledgement of I saw it. Yeah. yeah, moving yeah. on. Oh well, Sarah hates the little. Uh, when you double tap and didn't you go off one time on social media about how you hate the I don't like it in text messages in, yeah, in, it's yeah, the worst I that's message. Nathan's thing the worst thing ever which I didn't read her status <laughs> we're getting way off topic but I didn't read oh, your yeah. status that's fine when we did Bob Dylan are you guilty of that you texted me oh. and you're like hey we're upstairs like, but I, you have I've an really iPhone right and I loved it yeah I give you it's a okay. well, you, yeah. if we have iPhones it's fine mm. like because it doesn't give me a text message that's telling me what you're doing I don't think it did anyways, but no, I, I'm sure a lot of people agree with me on this, that the, the reactions and text messages is the worst thing ever because you just get notifications for everything that don't matter. I'm like, I don't care. So you liked it. That's fine. That's great. I don't need, I don't need it. Anyway. I've started doing that to acknowledge that I actually read her and Justin's it's, it's text. Super sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, he does it like 24 hours after the yeah. fact. But at least I like it. So I acknowledge shit that yeah. I read. Like 24 hours after the fact. Um, Okay, Nathan, you're excited about this. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going back to theaters with eight minutes? Ten Ten minutes minutes of of additional footage. footage. I heard nine originally, too. I am excited about this and also confused because I didn't see this on any radar. And it seems like every outlet that's reporting on it hadn't seen it either Mm -hmm. because the consensus is we don't know what it's going to be. They don't know Mm -hmm. if they are brand new scenes. Um, I thought I read somewhere four additional scenes mm. but those could be continuations of something mm-hmm. yeah but it's 10 minutes and i am the twisted individual that wants That's to go see go. those 10 minutes how many yeah. times did it's, you see this it's in- now it's in theaters now Tom- yeah. Tom- well, yes now. yes yes uh, you mm-hmm. you you fed me it <laughs> and i still blew it <laughs> it is today yeah <laughs> it's absolutely in there. yeah at the uh, draft house mm-hmm. i don't think it's playing anywhere else and i'm sorry if it is uh but draft house you've seen it twice here. in theaters already? i did see it twice we um Chris still hasn't seen it, so I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, We left before a very pivotal scene the second time because I wasn't really in the mood to see it again. Um, But, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's in my – as of this podcast, it's in my top five of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Did you leave the theater because you spilled your beans? Oh my goodness, we're not even there yet, and that's it. But we're, it doesn't we're even make off. sense in that we're, context. We're cutting them off though. <laughs> spilling got... your beans is spilling your secrets. Yeah. So you just said, did you leave the theater because uh, you spilled your secrets? So no, Chris, that I, doesn't make sense. I thought maybe he liked beans. A literal can of beans. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I wish I had any information on it other than it's yeah. ten more minutes, and then of course this is. Somewhere between the original cut and then the maybe inevitable miniseries version that Netflix will get, mm-hmm. which could be upwards of four 30, hours. Yeah, uh, 30 more minutes? Yes. Maybe uh, there's, more? there's been a lot of this. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, I So people seem to back. think that this is just Quentin Tarantino like trying to get it fresh in people's minds for Oscar season. the mm-hmm. yeah, award season, yeah. Um, which I could see because not that it's like fallen from my – but we are getting a lot of really – Amazing stuff. This is this the, month the buzz time of season. Absolutely. Um, but would people really forget about Quentin Tarantino? I, I, I haven't. Like, I still no. feel like Brad Pitt's uh, going to be the front runner for best supporting, supporting actor. hundred um, percent. I think screenplay is probably yeah. not a lock necessarily, but it's going to be. I even nominated. think director. He's going to be yeah. either in it or you know one of the shortlisted, names shortlisted. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, we just recently heard how great Little Women is, and I'm super excited mm-hmm. for Little Women. Uncut Gems is going to be one that's going to get a lot of buzz. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of time before those nominations mm-hmm. come out. And when you, in this day and age, it's tough to bring up because we had Get Out a couple years ago, which in was February. a February yeah. release. And so I think that well, was. Well, and it's the same thing because Us was in February mm-hmm. of yeah. this last year. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, I was thinking, wow, wow. You know, Lapita Nyong'o, like, for sure. And now she's not even, like, in in my thought. It's nice that whatever we deem Oscar season has extended. That calendar's a little bigger Mm -hmm. than it used to be, Mm -hmm. though. So I I don't think the July thing will hurt it necessarily, but this is a good move on his part to bring it back. Yeah. I I did not get to see it a second time. I may be interested in going to see that with the new footage. If, yeah, maybe. We'll see. And Chris hasn't even seen it yet. So. This would be this would be the the time to see it though. You get you get the original or plus the bonus. I just Don't wait hold like your two breath. weeks and then on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll borrow it from you when you buy. There it. we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay. Are well, you going to buy it? I know Justin is. I'm holding off. Yeah. It really they got to sell those special features. We should to me. start like one person buys a movie and then we, we just, all chip in five dollars and we watch it and we just share it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> There's probably some sort of rule against selling out your own copy. Okay, we got to cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so excited for this. I don't know where you rank on the Star Wars spectrum, Nathan. Low. And that, this is and where we fine. need Justin. We miss you. This yes. is the. I'm so sorry he's not here to talk about that's this. That's okay. With you guys. I can nerd out by myself. It's fine. Um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker trailer came out on Monday. And. Wow. Um, there was a lot of stuff in it. I was not excited when I saw it. Um, simply because you were like, like the only one, I feel like. And it's so hard for me. Um, I I've since you know revisited The Force Awakens and also The Last Jedi, and I I just didn't love them as much as I did the first times that I saw them. And I think a lot of the reason is you know, not only like some of the writing, um, but it's just so hard when you don't have you know, Han Solo and Princess Leia and Luke anymore. And especially in this trailer, just like you didn't really get that. So I just felt like something was missing. Um, I never really loved the Kylo Ren character. I mean, I think Adam Driver's great, but he just didn't really do that much for me. And then I've talked about this before. I think the John Boyega character of Finn is just like waste wasted. Mm -hmm. Like I hate, I hate his character. I hate the lines that they give him. I think he's just so corny and 
just yeah there's just not enough for him to do and so them being like the main part of this movie without all of the rest of it is just yeah it just it just felt like something was missing mm-hmm. um not that i'm i'm still super excited for it um i still will see it and cry <laughs> as i tend to <laughs> and, do in these movies but and that's funny because i mean i'll show my cards here i didn't see the last jedi as a mm-hmm. matter of fact i forgot what the title was the other day when i was trying to have a conversation mm-hmm. about it. i missed the last one and this looked like a fool um, but the trailer, I mean, even I'll admit some chills when yeah. I think uh, Leia's voice is yeah. always yeah. at yeah. the very She's end yeah. of it too. I mean, they know how to cut a trailer. They do. And once JJ Abrams is back for this, yes. Yes. this is him mm-hmm. again. Okay. Yep. This is JJ Abrams back. And he, I mean, he's got a lot of work to do. Like he has to wrap up 40 years of saga mm. and make it, you know, good for all the amount of fans that there are. And that's that's nearly impossible. So, um, and he's doing it and it's, a, they've already released the length of it. It's a two hour and 35 minute movie, it's a little shorter than which I is, no, this is the longest star Wars, it's the longest that there ever has wow. been. Yeah. The, it used to be the last Jedi, which was two hours and 32 minutes. Okay. So this is now the longest star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's already breaking records for sales in the first hour. It beat out mm. Avengers Endgame. Um, and Force Awakens was the fourth highest grossing movie of mm. all time. So, But no other Star Wars movies have beat that. So even The Last Jedi didn't be- beat the gross of uh, The Force Awakens. So I don't know. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Um, but they, another little... Um, Easter egg was that Ralph McQuarrie, who's the conceptual designer for a lot of the early Star Wars movies, um, they had some of his art. Like they've obviously took his art and mm-hmm. put it in the movie. It's oh, going to cool. be like the Emperor's like throne. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of cool. That got me excited a little bit. I, I mean, I grew up with. I was nine or ten when they re-released the original trilogy in theaters mm-hmm. with all the additional George Lucas. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it garbage. Uh, yeah. Like. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I was 11 when Phantom Menace came out. But, yeah, something about that second wave, the prequels, I just, I don't know if it was getting older or just, they weren't mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. I, I, they weren't for me is the point. Yeah. But I did see Force Awakens in theaters because, I mean, it was a cultural moment. Yeah. You know, it is, it's, it's in the zeitgeist. And then I saw Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But that's the last one. And I, I loved see. Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue I, One I enjoyed was it. actually really great. I think I liked Rogue One more than I liked The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Better story. I mean, I think yeah. the, what was the just a little darker too. Of course, uh, the argument against Force Awakens is that it's it's a lot of fan service. It's the mm-hmm. retread of of, the, yeah. right. of a new hope, which you worry mm-hmm. about with this movie too a little bit. Like how much of it is going to be this like is, Return of the Jedi? And, yeah. Well, so it's funny. This is not my opinion to give, but I overheard Taylor Hemness, and it, if I get this wrong, he can come beat me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was saying he's like, I've got a theory that Abrams is going to blow this up. Like he he got a lot of criticism for just rehashing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens. Oh, he I can't think he's do the go same in a total thing. Different yeah. direction. This I, I read that too. I read a couple articles that said like in this film, like it because before, yes, JJ had to kind of tie into the old Star Wars movies, and this one, he's really just letting himself be himself. Mm-hmm. So he even like even some of like the like the cuts that he did and the transitions that he did were very like old star Wars and he's, he's done away with us gotcha. for this mm-hmm. movie and he's just going his own style, which I think is great. Cause I yeah. think it's what Ryan Johnson did for the last Jedi and people just didn't uh, yeah, like it. Uproar of yeah. whatever, so, but yeah. you could totally tell it was like Ryan Johnson's mm-hmm. movie. 
Um, I and I I think that's why people yeah didn't like it. They yeah. wanted more of like you're damned. This is you how do, you do a Star Wars movie. Don't. So they, we don't like his style. We don't like his writing. I'm like that's Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So you either just I would know like I would you never want to do something this big no, if I was a director because yeah. you have so many people that you have to please. I mean and. People like that aren't for, necessarily a fan of anything you've done mm-hmm. beforehand yeah. and maybe necessarily nothing mm-hmm. you'll do after. I mean, I'm I'm much like Justin. I'm very excited for Knives Out and it feels like Me too. Mm-hmm. he gets to go back to doing what he does. And that's a, a, we are talking Oscar contenders mm-hmm. before this, too. That's probably going to be on a lot of short lists as well. For director? I would say it's screenplay picture. probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, we'll see. We'll see what it does for because I feel like it's got. A, a lot of comedy to it mm-hmm. and it depends on if they want to do you know seven if they want to do ten mm-hmm. we'll see i think that jj abrams and we've talked about this on the podcast he's a he's a safe director like i don't think that anything that he does is like really bad and some of the stuff that he does surprises me like i love uh mission impossible three mm-hmm. um yeah. which that's probably honestly like my favorite and i haven't seen all the new ones like the yeah, last you need two to see fallout, fallout. Um, amazing. I, yeah like i know you guys have really talked highly about that but um i mean i'm I'm anxious to see what he can do because yeah i wasn't really that impressed with the force awakens but i mean again like he was kind of holding on to you know a new hope mm-hmm. and, and i think like to your point i think he can do a really good job if he just goes back to his roots because like with star trek I don't even like Star Trek at I all. I loved his Star and Trek his movie. Star the Trek first was one. Good. Um, yeah, I saw it three times one. in the theater. I'm not a Star Trek sec- person either. You saw so, it three times. Yes, in the it was so good. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't really like the second one, but did, did he do the second one? Yeah, oh. didn't he? I think maybe so. not. I think he did. Maybe, maybe but not. it wasn't. Yeah, know. it wasn't as good. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I did love Star Trek. So stay tuned. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited for. I still really. That's that's so hard. Is like as a Star Wars fan, you still got to be excited for Rise of Skywalker. But um, it just it didn't. I don't know. Again, I just felt like something. I know what it was, and I told you what it was missing from it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I know Princess Leia is still going to be in it. Luke will still be in mm-hmm. it. But it's just not the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, something we all watched: The Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's all we got. And we all watched it. We watched it. Uh, we all saw it. Just go with some thoughts. Well, who, what has, do you got? who has read the graphic novel? In not here? me. My husband. Did. I have not. Okay, I've watched the movie, and and, and that's and that was my next question. So I read the graphic novel uh, probably eleven and a half years ago. My memory is very fuzzy about it, but I it is considered one of the best yes. graphic novels mm-hmm. maybe ever made. And the reason I read it because I'm I'm. Not a comic book guy. I'm not a graphic novel guy per se, um, but was because that movie was in production. I think this mm-hmm. is summer 2008, and being really hyped up about it. Uh, the, I don't remember what, if it was the cast or just the story itself. I was like, I need to be a part of this, and really enjoying. I mean, Alan Moore is a pretty problematic guy just because he's a jerk to everybody, and and there's a. I'm sure somebody will have the anecdote about what he did to Damon Lindelof, but um, I don't even know what you're talking. I'll bring about. it up when we get to this. <laughs> yeah. So, but the movie. Oh man, notoriously. One of my least favorite movies I've heard ever it's made. bad. Yeah. I've not seen. So a, I went into this. I like this like little levels that we have. Nathan, yeah. who's read the graphic novel, seen the first movie. Chris, you've seen the movie. I have not, none of that. Mm-hmm. So. A incredible opening sequence. I, I, I think mm-hmm. at the end of the decade, uh, the AV Club did like, here are some of the best moments in film from the 2000s. And uh, that was like maybe their number one credit sequence ever or sequence in a movie was mm-hmm. pretty high up. But the rest of that movie is, it's too much of a music video. And mm. I know that's what Zack Snyder is. Who kind of, starred you know, in that? Uh, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Good, Billy Crudup, Malin Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, the, uh, the, 
I'm blanking on um, uh, Carly Gugino's in it as well, but I'm blanking on uh, who plays the comedian Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yes, wow. um, yeah, so big right, yeah. ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and uh, I just talked about him playing Rorschach the other day too. Jackie Earl Haley, who was riding high from Little Children at the time, it was like yes, because so, yeah, his... I think before all of this, who now that I know like more yeah. about Watchmen, because like Ryan, my husband, read the novel mm. this last year. I always got this confused with that Keanu Reeves movie. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Where he's like hooded too, and he's like fighting people. I'm totally blanking. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? No. We need Justin okay. here now no. more than ever. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's screaming at his phone right I'll now. Just yeah. look it up. Um, but the movie just—it's just too much. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's Zack Snyder, also who yeah. I'm. I mean, I'll admit I'm not a fan of, and maybe I'm missing something. I'm not. Um, but so this series, from what I've got after one episode, so there's a lot of speculation mm-hmm. here, though. Damon Lindelof, who the anecdote is that Alan Moore put a curse on him what? for doing Who's this. Alan Moore? Though? Alan Moore is the co-creator of, of Watchmen. Watchmen. Of, okay. Yeah, he co-wrote it, and um, but he's the one that came out and was, he has condemned it. I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. he is not the one. When you see condemned cre- the HBO version, yes. But when you Justin see, said he does that. All the, all the time, all the time, one hundred percent. So oh. when you see created by in the credits, it's the other guy. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore is not on. I'm sure he's if he's not accepting a check, he's probably getting paid some sort of royalty mm-hmm. from it. But so from what I've gathered, this is a continuation of the universe. And Damon Lindelof, I never watched an episode. The Watcher, of, the Watcher. Watcher. I don't even remember remember this. <laughs> What, what year was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why. It's because it has a similar title. Did and you it's search like, Keanu like Reeves? hooded figure. Yeah. Oh, that's like a horror movie. I don't know. I yeah. always thought they or were suspense. the same thing. <laughs> Did you search Keanu Reeves' watches? That no, <laughs> that I just searched for up. Keanu Reeves' movies, and I looked down at Funny. his... Uh, his movies this was in 2000 for a second i thought you meant the spirit the watcher think, which no was, which and that, was that wasn't spirit but uh he's like Frank a hooded, weird yeah. hooded figure yeah. and he's walking around i was like Eerie. oh <laughs> why are we all like why are we always talking about this stupid karen reeves movie That's now i know so, better but oh my yeah gosh um but so the this damon lindelof very famously though i didn't watch lost did the leftovers yes. and i may have mentioned that on i love podcast. and we both love the yes leftovers. love yeah. the leftovers. i need to revisit it too but that was taking Tom Perota's novel and mm-hmm. really expanding it. So he's done this before where yeah. he's taken a known source material right. and branched it out. So these are, there are a few familiar characters that we've either heard of so far. Uh, Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. makes an appearance. Veit Osmondius, who's Jeremy Irons. And then there are Rorschach masks, but that's kind of where it takes a big turn. Um, and that opening scene is... I, I'm sorry, I should have... I went off on a tangent. Did everybody enjoy the first episode? <laughs> That's probably the, what we I should... Loved, I, I loved the first episode. So I really liked the style of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I will like it once I kind of have a better idea what's happening. Right. Because I was very confused. I didn't get any of the references. I didn't know any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like They had that thing playing in the background where it was like the doctor, whatever, Holly, what is it? Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah on Mars. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. get any of that. Mm-hmm. None of that, that like series that was like that they were previewing on TV. There are a couple other winks too. I think register for me. I think mm-hmm. the kids mentioned that the president is Robert Redford. Yeah, I, see, I saw Redford and, uh, for president on yeah. the graffiti. And that's a, uh, that's a graphic novel reference. Thing. I didn't know what time we were in. Yeah. I didn't know well, they mentioned 2019. where things were taking yeah. place. Yeah, uh, I, I know it's present day. Yes, but even I was confused from the like, beginning of like, yeah. Are we in some weird time? Like, um, like the, and then the Tulsa thing. Oh, I, did, the Tulsa I didn't know thing. anything about that. Yeah. So um, I drew 
Drew, shout out to Drew, educated me on that the Tulsa massacre. I believe is what it, mm-hmm. it was that referred real to. Event. Yeah, yeah, it was referred to as the Tulsa race riot for years. And Vox did a great. If you have ten minutes to spare, I, will, I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a, a great documentary on the back. And I'm embarrassed to say I didn't know this part of a d- NBC, disgusting history. NBC but, News had tweeted like a lot of people came out, and that was like the story that like mm-hmm. nobody really was talking about yeah. uh, this. A, event a very history. short, uh, uneducated version is that there was a neighborhood in Tulsa. Uh, a prom- prominently black neighborhood that was successful and w- racist. The Klan came and killed, murdered, mm. and burned the entire thing to the ground. Mm-hmm. And that is how the series starts, uh, mm-hmm. which is very harrowing. Um, and then kind of ties up at the very end, though. But I enjoyed it. I'm not in love with it so far, but I'm going to continue with yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see. I was happy to see Don Johnson doing something that yeah. isn't an S. Craig Zoller film, though he is great in Braun Sublock 99, but Dragged Across Concrete is too problematic. So I'm glad he's in something mm-hmm. high profile. Regina King is great I love so far, yeah. and I'm, I'm not surprised at all. So, like, yeah, I didn't really understand the mask thing. There's like just why so, that was necessary. Yeah. I mean, I know she had that line where she said, oh, that's before cops like could cover their faces. Mm-hmm. Like, so apparently at some point, like, cops were being picked off i don't know there's I, a, I assume that's something from the novel or something from the movie but like if you don't know about that stuff it's like it's like they were talking about this history that if you have no idea what the history is then you have no frame of, mm-hmm. of reference and like i said happening. there's there's some uh, revisionists going on here yeah. though because i think the what the graphic novel leans into from what i remember is kind of communism and the cold war and nuclear annihilation mm-hmm. being the big thing and now this is really uh taking a look at modern times and the rise of the you know white supremacy and white nationalism um back in the forefront instead of hiding in the shadows so i feel Um, like that's what could have been explained a little bit better for somebody going in blind watching this and not knowing any of this like i feel like we needed that history like what's happened to this maybe we'll get that in the next couple episodes i I hope we see a little bit of that so i can catch up but I, i mean i'm just sitting there questioning and I probably annoyed. Like, well, I why know I annoyed. squid falling? From I kept the, saying that. Yeah. I was like, "What's going?" And like, I I assumed because Ryan had read the novel that he knew a little bit. But like, he's like, "This isn't covered." Like, he's like, "The novel took place in the eighties. This is totally different." But I like I kept asking questions like, "Why are what's with the mask? Yeah. Like, what what's happening to the cops?" Why there is are this? so many characters in this. I'll I'll say universe because I can't come up with a better word. But that have have not been introduced there have to be flashbacks or there's mm-hmm. going to be some sort of storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's a lot but no, i i enjoyed it i'm interested to see where it goes i think just like stylized it's like i love the style of it yeah. so i enjoyed it for that aspect and of it Atticus even though Ross i don't really and know. Trent but and I, I mean yeah. i've had mm-hmm. that before where it's like especially like watching something like mr robot where it's just like you're watching it and you're confused and you don't know what's happening mm-hmm. but you're still liking it so yeah um it's a little bit harder to watch those shows just because like you always feel like you're trying to catch up and mm-hmm. and confused. And but. it's interesting. I mean, I, I, it's not, it hasn't steered HBO wrong to do the whole releasing them every week. I selfishly wish that they were all out at once, <laughs> right. but it kind of gives you like, like with Gretchen, she had, uh, told me that like now we want to do what we what I did with the Game of Thrones because she wasn't into Game of Thrones but she was really into this um the show and so like now it kind of gives us the Sunday night little thing to do mm-hmm. uh to watch this but I, I mean now I guess people can do like research during the week and be like okay what is this and pick it apart rather than if you just like I want the answers now and like why well, want the next episode to explain like okay why why are these squid falling from yeah. the air or whatever but, very interested in the um, squid. I'm yeah. putting my trust in Damon Lindelof because I yeah. love Le- leftovers. leftovers is great. He didn't steer I me wrong. I still don't with the know leftovers. what the hell happened in that yeah. show, but it was amazing. Not to go off on a tangent, but did you see that the director of the very last episode made a comment about how 
her opinion on what actually happens. I won't spoil oh. it because it's a major. I'm sure I did, but it's been a while. So, but she doesn't know either, though. There, I do know what it you're was only. About. Yes, I think it was Damon Lindelof, yeah. Carrie Coon, yeah. and a third, not Justin yeah. Theroux, but somebody I else. I saw everybody's the take on the endings, yeah. and I think I agree with all everything yeah. that they said. Well, but it's I'm, funny that she came out. And said I'm going to watch it now because Justin or not Justin. Who are you, Nathan? Because <laughs> Nathan. Nathan said that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. and I yeah. told him he's not going to like it. I know, and and you tried to blame. Justin for Lost City of Z, but that was my recommendation. Too. That's what made me laugh is because he's like, I didn't like Lost City of Z. I was confused. I go, what do you think's going to happen when you watch The Leftovers? Uh-huh. Like, you think Lost City of Z I is mean, confusing. You know, maybe it's just because I watched it in like three different settings and I had sure. switched TVs like three times because I wanted to be on a different TV, but then I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. I don't watch it in 4K. You're, it was beautiful. You're like, allowed You're allowed to not like something, okay. Chris. You're talking to a guy who likes nothing. This yeah. Is, yeah. But you haven't really steered me wrong. I mean, you I got me obsessed that. with Halloween three i appreciate that yeah. so i mean that's your one example is halloween three <laughs> the, the, the only thing I'm i've sure seen the, light. the lighthouse <laughs> but see i'm so critical because if, if sarah says something's like good it means it's the greatest movie ever made mm-hmm. because whenever she says something's bad then it's really bad what do i say is really bad though aladdin yeah aladdin when you tried was to trick really bad me. <laughs> aladdin was really bad the ultimate i don't trick. think that's any surprise though yeah um, okay, real, real quick. This was a movie that was just meh, and it was Zombieland. I'm the only one in here that's all this. That's so, so sad. I'm just going to like go through it because I have about to. I see that, too. Um, and I don't think I'm the only one that felt this way. The two other people that I've talked to that have seen it also said, well, I was a little disappointed. I didn't think it was that funny. Um, and unfortunately, that's the case. Um, so it's 10 years later. We have you know the same great cast, Woody Harrelson. Um, I will say Abigail Breslin's in it, but she just felt off. Mm. I don't know what's going on. It's just just didn't feel like she was like into her role i don't know the acting just wasn't there emma stone who wasn't in it enough um jesse eisenberg and then there's some appearances my favorite part of the movie was uh, luke wilson and um thomas middlejitch appearance which was great mm-hmm. um and then rosario da- rosario dawson's in it too but um other than that so they just didn't really do anything new with it it's like 10 years later in this world they acknowledge the time period of you know the last one between this one but that's all we really get it's like well um they spend maybe a minute of the movie saying like this is what's happening happen but like i just don't feel like we got a bigger sense of like the zombie land world um it just kind of like skips over it a little bit and like i wanted to have seen more than that like how have we grown what's going on like show us some more places um and then the jokes were just all kind of the same yeah so sadly it just wasn't didn't have the hard-hitting laughs as the first one and just kind of repeated a lot and didn't really give us anything new but that's a bummer it's, it's it's a watch on your couch movie, I think. It was, I, Not I still, a spend your money. I still enjoyed it, but I just, yeah, it was disappointing. And that's it. Let's talk about The Lighthouse. Let's talk about The Lighthouse. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Who's going to spill her beans so first? I, I got to stop. I got to start. Spilling the beans is secrets. Uh-huh. It doesn't make I sense know. if you who's say gonna, it that who's way. Gonna spill it might be the only first. time he's ever said it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, however many months it's been. Well, wait, hold, the trailer's watch out with that. I don't want you to spill it. Oh, oh God. God. I'm holding a thermos of coffee, by the way, just so people know what he's talking about. I think we had to start off by saying, Nathan, so Nathan, this is your, maybe your most anticipated movie. Enamored. I, I, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very high up there, and Uncut Gems is probably equally mm-hmm. up there, too. Uh, if if you know what I look like in real life, uh, I loved this movie. You could mm-hmm. tell I was going to love this movie. I, I, yeah, I, I looked like I was, a, uh, Drew said it looked like a cause play <laughs> going to the movie because <laughs> I wore a uh, stocking cap with it, too. Um 
there's really uh, we'll, we'll obviously stay away from spoilers. I, I feel like I mean the ending is a spoiler, but it's not really a spoilery movie because it's there's a lot to dissect. But um, in a nutshell. Uh, Willem Dafoe is an experienced lightkeeper mm-hmm. who now has a new apprentice, played by Robert Pattinson, and they have a four-week duty on this very treacherous uh, rock um, that the lighthouse is on, and things get hairy. Yeah, things things don't go <laughs> Confusing well. Confusing and hairy. I loved every frame. Um, I put a super long, uh, very uh, pretentious uh, review in my Instagram story that's quickly deleting itself, thankfully, now that 24 hours is well, dang has it, gone I by. I didn't get to read yeah. that. Uh, my, my, the only thing I was proud of that I said was uh, intoc- <laughs> intoxicatingly grotesque. It is yeah. a disgusting it's gross movie. and weird. You feel like you could watch out, like reach your hand out and then you want to wash your hand immediately because yeah. yeah. it is so disgusting. But it is absolutely hilarious. Um, Sarah, Sarah and, and your husband, you both asked before the movie because he went in blind. Yeah, he completely. hadn't seen a trailer. I don't think I, I, I at least knew the tone of it. A and you were, you were guy, you guys were like, this is a horror movie, right? That is, it's so misleading, but that's mm-hmm. what A24 does. They, yeah. they take these movies that are strange and have horror elements, but there's something else. And I think when oh, people yeah. go in, that's why they get hereditary very famously got a D cinema score or an F cinema score mm. because people went into it thinking like, Oh man, this is a haunted house movie yeah. and it's a family drama mm-hmm. with a haunted house element. So I don't think, I don't think it's the marketing that made me think that it was the reviews. Sure. I kept saying the word horrifying uh-huh. and I was like, was this horrifying? Yeah. Like, what is that? And, there, and that's well, what made me think that one of the one on the trailer, one of the uh, reviews says that's, dark comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but I, I don't know. And that was that. my source outside of screen for reviews is the AV club. I mean, I've mentioned it time after time, but they, they were like, it's a buddy comedy yeah, with, was, with a nightmare in it, there. Yeah. I don't feel like it can be defined. So my, the main thing I've been telling people is like, I don't think it was scary enough to be considered a horror film. And I don't think it was funny enough to be considered a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it went wrong for me. It's like, sure. It could have went one way or the other and done one or the other well, sure. and it didn't really do either. And and like, that's and that's that where well I, for me. I I I zig from the conversation. I I mean I wasn't rolling in my yeah. seat laughing, but I laughed so much because it is I giggled bizarre. Yeah, uh, there were some funny scenes. Oh yeah, and I mean these guys are just Robert Pattinson. I didn't say this after the movie, and I was so disappointed in myself. Like he is doing a Buster Keaton or a Charlie mm-hmm. Chaplin. He is so slapstick in the black and white helps, mm-hmm. but he looks like he is a silent film comedian doing this. He's so expressive. And then Defoe is just so boisterous Nutty. and raving. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, unfortunately I don't know how stacked the supporting category is. I heard a rumor. I think Justin told me that they were going to push for both of them to be best actor. I feel like they wow. should be. Yeah. It was equally split. Absolutely. But I think Defoe's got that as a lock for a nomination because mm-hmm. he gets all the juicy speeches yeah. and he just hits every syllable perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the in Robert Eggers, like what I said was, I mean, just to not to give anything away, but it is to me, it's the shining meets there will be blood. And I could think of a couple of movies, treasure, Sierra Madre, wake and fright, which is this very kind of famous Australian film. Uh, that's really gross too, that it also, but that it is influenced by, but his story goes, I've never seen a movie like this because it is, it leans so far into sea folk tales Mm -hmm. and, but comedy for its time and oh and as a uh, your husband mentioned he was like what time period does this take place 1890s in 1890s and i read an interview and the reason he picked that in particular is because of the foghorn in it mm-hmm. but that's how that just tells you how specific this guy is robert eggers is such a meticulous director where every detail has to be right and a24 posted the uh it's like 
oh, you think you can be a lighthouse keeper for Halloween? Mm -hmm. And they interview the costume designer and all the work she had to do. It was Mm -hmm. like, well, you could buy a sweater, but here's how we made, like, here's where we got all the material to Mm -hmm. actually make what they're wearing. But, I mean, I loved it. It was uh, deranged and... Uh, I'm just like, I'm replaying it in my head how gross it it is, but that always works for me there. And and my only time that I was sitting there and trying to be like, okay, have a little criticism here. And when I did in my head, it's like, okay, I could, I need something like this to happen. It happened. I need something like I need a little tinge of mania. Oh, here it is. Mm -hmm. Like I need a little tinge of horror. Here it is. And I mean, out now. I've been thinking about the ending nonstop. I'm still Um, not sure what it was about. I I see that, it that's as, where I, I struggle. Like I feel like it did a great job being creative. Like mm-hmm. I obviously loved how it was shot. You know, it was in a, the square aspect ratio. It was in black and oh, white. Oh, it's so claustrophobic. Um, yeah, like just really cool because like you don't see films like that. And like mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that this was like obviously you know kind of like it was like Egger's baby. You know, like putting this oh, out yeah. to the world. Right. And yeah. you have to like respect that. And so as a as a film lover, I do. Um, but I also don't feel like a lot of those things can make up for story, which I feel like it kind of like lacked in that. Like, cause I still just like, I'm struggling to find like, okay, what was this about? Like, it was this kind of like weird, like homoerotic, oh, yeah. like did, what was the relationship between these two guys? We don't really know. Like it kind of goes back and forth between like, I mean, they feel like they maybe genuinely had love for each other. Mm-hmm. And like, that's probably a bigger thing to dissect, like where they were struggling with those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then that just made them fight. But like in the end, like I just honestly feel like it was like the story of like, it was a, a power struggle between mm-hmm. the two, but also just like this rep- pressed like energy that made them like lash out yeah. against each other and mostly just them fighting pa- so power struggle was i don't know was uh how i felt about it tuesday but what i loved was your criticism on tuesday was uh, it's a pissing contest yeah but it is like it is. and that's mm-hmm. what i enjoy it though yeah um i think as far as story goes it is a story about a crummy job really like as far as like yeah. bad job movies go like oh i that's a it's a crummy job mm-hmm. i think it's about you know i, I mean can it's like find they're descended to madness sure. like sure but like i just still don't feel like a, i mean i don't feel like a whole movie can be based on that mm-hmm. something has to happen and for me like we just never really got there okay i i i think the art the what I felt like going into it, I think what I thought a lot of the reviews were going to be is the shining argument. Mm-hmm. Are they already nuts when they show up sure. to the lighthouse mm-hmm. right. or is the lighthouse supernatural? Mm-hmm. Is Jack Torrance crazy right. when he shows up yeah. or is it the hotel that's doing it? And I mean, that is a big, and, and having seen it, it's easy to, to go back and like, okay, look at his storyline and like, where did this start for him? Mm-hmm. Because it is a, it's a man on the run story. Yep. Um, it is a, it is a, um, there's the buddy element to it. Also, there's, uh, I don't know. I mean, there, the, the weird eroticism, there, like there, the yeah, relationship to these two, like, were they falling in love? Were they, there's a like, relationship with nature. Here's a guy who, I mean, this doesn't really give anything away. He, he admits very early on that he used to work in timber. So he clearly mm-hmm. had a relationship with nature in the first, mm-hmm. but not this type of nature. And it's like his battle with the birds, his battle with the weather that's out there, uh, what he may or may not be seeing and in all the water. That, it's yeah. a lot. Like everything mm-hmm. you just said is a lot. Yeah. 
So there was a lot of things, mm -hmm. but what was it about? You know, yeah. like it had those, the, all of those themes in it, which I thought was great, but I still can't nail down. Like I watched this and this is what I took away mm -hmm. from it. And this is what it so is. So it, is it just like, um, you know, cause one of the things that when, like I when I, when I, yeah. Cause I was going to say like, there are some movies that I love so much and people are like, but nothing happened. But I appreciate it for like a character piece. A is lot this of just like two happen. character, like a character piece on two people? They're almost or? little. They're almost little vignettes yeah. too. Everything is building to its conclusion, but you do get these little like side stories that mm -hmm. are happening also. But they are almost all, almost all involving Pattinson's character, mm -hmm. um, and that's what makes Defoe a bigger mystery. Because uh, when you first get to meet him, it's like, okay, this guy's an open book. Yep. He wants to talk to him. He mm -hmm. wants to get to know him. Mm -hmm. And you, the camera mostly follows Pattinson the whole time, though. But the big question is, like, what is it that he's trying? He says very, very early on why he took this job. He's like, you know, I just want a little bit of money, mm -hmm. and I want to go build a house where I don't have to take orders anymore. But there's something else there or something he thinks is there that he wants. And that becomes, to me, is his determination. And I don't want to say what it, it is necessarily without giving too much away. I know the tagline is there is some enchantment in the light, but mm -hmm. um, that's at the end of the and movie. We, I feel like that's... We don't really go anywhere with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted more from that. I, I'll i disagree a little bit, but I don't want to get spoilery. Yeah. Um, too spoilery. Uh, but that's, that's... I'll say I didn't walk away. Like, you walk away with more questions than answers. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. And, and that's part of what's cool about movies mm -hmm. like that is like, and that's what I said in my, like, you know whatever review that we have to mm -hmm. give at the end was that this is going to be a movie that I'll be thinking about. And I want somebody smart to explain to me what's going on. Cause then I can appreciate it more. Cause yeah. what I took away was like, okay, I have so many questions. Nothing got really answered in the film, mm -hmm. but it's one of those films that that's the purpose of mm -hmm. it is yeah. to make you like have those questions and to think about it like long after you're sure. done, which is also the beauty of like cinema. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and art too. There, yeah. yeah there's, there's, it's very, it's that movie. It is the, the most art house movie yeah. that could possibly we, be made. We need, yeah, we need someone way smarter than me to explain that. Yeah. But I, I'll take Edgar's quote, though, momentarily, because you haven't seen The Witch, but The Witch, no. the, the, the um, subtitle was A New England Folktale. Mm -hmm. That was his element with The Lighthouse, too, is that there is a story about two lightkeepers, um, both named Tom, and something treacherous happens between mm -hmm. them. I, to me, this is a, a, a cautionary tale. Um, look out for, you know, be careful what you wish for sort of thing. Or, you know, uh, maybe all that glitters isn't gold. Like, I'm using a lot of cliches here, mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to find, like, there's a message in it, and that's what I lean towards, it being the message. That does not make that answer right by any stretch of the imagination, but that's when I walked away. I was like, okay, that's what I'm taking away from this, but uh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I definitely I loved every, like the, every yeah, part the atmosphere, the music. That it, There wasn't, like, music. It was drones. Oh, the, oh, the sound just, design there was is so incredible. Much, yeah. There were so many gross sounds. Like, oh, yeah. the, all the sounds were gross and disturbing A and lot disorienting. Of yeah. <laughs> Not even, but, like, even just a... You yeah, know, like I, horn, yeah. It, it, and it's loud. Like, it's almost to the point where it's like, this is an annoying alarm that keeps going off that i hate that i want to stop but like it also adds to the atmosphere you of it hear, but like it's so annoying you hear all the <laughs> the fluids in the movie yes. sloshing around yeah which is, is supposed true. to sound as gross as it is. it's yeah. a great it's a great movie for atmosphere for just filmmaking in general i uh, for me it was the story but i think the performances were fantastic oh, yeah. so um, maybe this could be nominated for like sound uh oh editing, i would hope so mixing. I, I think it might be too weird of a movie to get screenplay it will not get picked Picture. I mm -mm. think I think acting 
and production design and sound design are probably. I mean, best I could bets. see it getting best a nomination because it's getting really good reviews picture, from all you think? critics. The critics oh, I mean, I would, love this uh, movie. Don't get me wrong. I they would love, love that. But it, I mean, you know, that doesn't always translate to I don't the think Academy. Though, this too. is 100% not a mainstream oh, yeah. audience Like Hereditary, but I thought, could had a chance. And yeah. Tony Collette didn't even get friggin' nominated. Mm-hmm. And, but it's getting, once again, the A24 model. Mm-hmm. They're going to release yeah. it wide, which I, I guess, uh, quick shout out. It, it's out today um, at Draft House and AMC. So I feel like this is going to be like a little bit of a Roma where... Critics love this. Mm-hmm. It's going to get all the buzz. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be talking about, oh my God, this is the best movie I've ever seen. You need to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then people like the mainstream are going to go mm-hmm. seek it out and, and be like, yeah. what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. It's this is it's too weird for mm-hmm. most people. But this is five in a row now. It's uh, The Witch. Uh, I'm getting it backwards. The Witch. It comes at night. Hereditary Midsummer. Um, the Lighthouse, mm-hmm. where they're big marketing mm-hmm. campaign. A wide release, yeah. and then we'll see. It comes at night. Get yeah. It comes at night was a uh, definitely marketed in a different oh, way. Yeah, I think I think the film is great. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. The director is awesome. Trisha, uh, yeah, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris. I still haven't seen it, yep. but I did want to say Robert Eggers said that Waves is probably his yep. fav- oh, okay. favorite mm-hmm. movie right now. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Waves, but yeah, it, it is interesting because that was marketed. It comes at night as like a big like horror film and, mm-hmm. and it, it no, was yeah. not uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean but i keep like yeah people are oh, it's it's not a comedy like it's i didn't think it was a hilarious movie i think that's like where the marketing can get confusing mm-hmm. for people so it's yeah it's more of like a darker it's like a dark film with some comedy in it but yeah i just i, well, I worry about that that sort of language being used for this cuz i think people sure. are going to go in yeah. expecting something and then being like i don't know and it's why also it was released as that. the weekend before halloween yeah. is another big i and mean it's, it's not a it's horror all movie intentional. It's yeah. just, well, i might be you know how to sell different. movies so i may be going with you to go see it in 4k at the screenland yeah uh, it'll be at armor year. next week yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, yeah. I definitely think people should see it. I yeah. don't think it's a bad movie, but I, I'm not at that point where I'm like, that was amazing and yeah. so mind-blowing and breathtaking. And How blah, would blah, you blah, feel blah. I had issues with if it. I went with you and I brought a can of beans? I would sit across the theater <laughs> from you. There is a moment, Chris, though. I s- they never eat beans in this yeah. movie. I don't, Nathan. I, I, that, the way you described that, I was re- so yesterday. You bring so a can of beans yeah. would not make sense. <laughs> I, I love you, Chris, but... You're, you're fighting a little bit. If I order a drink, I'm going to say, Do you have a can of beans? Oh, and they'll be yeah. like, No, what does that have to do with anything? I will, I'm <laughs> not, a, you will not walk out. You'll man. be like, yeah. Do not survive me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys Get have anything to screen or scream about? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a scream it, so instead I'll do two screen it's. Uh, obviously, number one, The Lighthouse. Go mm-hmm. see it. Uh, Draft House AMC now, next week at the Armor. And then uh, my second screen it is uh, the, uh, Tivoli's back. Tivoli's back at the Nelson yes. right now. Um, I did not get I'm to go so to the. I did not get to go to the big opening they had the other day, but four times a week, I think, is the screening schedule. Um, I mean, obviously, check their website. It's going to be more knowledgeable than I am. But yeah, good, good for the Tivoli, good for the Nelson uh, yeah. and, and Art House Cinema. So kudos. Uh, my screen it would be unbelievable on Netflix. Right, yeah. really, really solid show. Um, uh, just watch it; it's great. It's interesting because um, it they dive on or dive into briefly on the serial serial rapist at KU that was uh, between two thousand and two thousand eight, 
and also that person was targeting uh, students at K-State during the same time. And I remember I was at KU at the time, and I remember hearing stories about that. Same here, absolutely. Uh, yeah, 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 you were too. So uh, Tony Collette's great. The other actress, which is funny because I do not remember her, but she was in Godless. Merritt Weaver. Yeah, yes, she, Merritt she Weaver's great. Won an Emmy for Godless. Yeah. She is great. I, I like her character or her acting more than Tony Collette. I like Tony Collette's wow. character a little more, but they're both just great. Uh and then the girl from Book Smart. Caitlin I, I say Deaver. Caitlin Deaver. Caitlin Deaver. Yeah, yeah. She, she's great too. I mean the whole story. It's just a it's an interesting take. It's I, I believe I'm I'm mistaken a based on a Pulitzer Prize winning series of articles, I want to say. So it's a true story. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm I'm having a blast with it. It's eight eight parts. We're on like about to start seven. Um it, it's a it's a really solid show. I would I would kind of be surprised if this didn't get nominated for an Emmy um, this year. So yeah, it's it's good. I really enjoy it. Very cool. Um, yeah, mine screen Watchmen. I'm I think that's going to be a good show that everybody should probably get on board with now. Um, and I don't have a scream it, but I do want to mention this real quick. So Christopher McQuarrie, who you guys know from Mission Impossible mm-hmm. Fallout and all the other, I don't remember, I can't name all the things that he's done, but um, he had this awesome like tweet the other day and it's like ended up being like kind of a long thread, but I think everybody should go read it. Um, basically, like the first tweet was, I'm receiving a lot of questions from writers asking where to submit scripts or how to sell them. Others ask how to sign an agent, attach directors or producers. You won't like this answer, but here it is. You're asking the wrong questions. And he just goes on to talk about um, how trying to have a career writing or doing any kind of filmmaking is like playing the lottery. And if that's how you go about it, just like I'm going to sell my screenplay. It's like, it's playing the lottery. You're never going to do it. And that having a career is more about just like, if you want to do it, just start making stuff. That's all you have to do is just keep making stuff and then try, try, try again. Like don't just like throw one thing out there and then play the lottery. And it's just such really great advice. And I just think that everybody should go read it. And I super enjoyed reading what he had to say. So and he even like talks about his own career a little bit and how he, he even when he had major success, like he had trouble selling screenplays and how he's got screenplays that nobody would even look at, like even after like being nominated for Oscars or whatever. So I just think it's really great advice and everybody should go read it. That's all I have. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that should be it for today. Nathan, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys. Anytime you want to talk to Lighthouse, just just, um, I know. We need to talk (laughs) offline and just like dissect (laughs) it a little bit because I like hearing your viewpoint about it. And I'm not sure that I got all those things out of it myself, but it's good to hear another person's opinion. And I can think about it and be like, okay, I see that. So I reciprocate that totally. Uh, Me, me being Gaga over a movie doesn't mean that it's, it's great by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's great. That's what's awesome about having your own uh, opinion. I'm just so happy you're here and I'm happy. No one's going to say, Uh, I knew it. We all knew it was going to happen. Bye-bye. Yeah.